Hey, this is Shamal Balabji, your performance coach. And if you really want to learn how to level up, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. I got a major, major treat for you today. My good buddy, uh, sports scientist, psychologist, performance coach is all about breathe, believe, and balance. My boy, Shyamel. And we had a fantastic conversation. I literally had like four pages of notes. The knowledge nuggets this guy drops with regards to taking someone out of a slump, finding their consistency, flexing their banker's muscles. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but he has an awesome, awesome free giveaway at the end of this episode. So make sure you listen for what to put into any comments or links. So without further ado, here comes my really good friend, Shay, awesome sports scientist, psychologist, performance coach. Let's level up. The Shine Today Podcast Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. And today we're all going to be talking all about healing the body and mind with science and spirituality. Um, this is a huge, huge gift for Time to Shine Today. Um, I got my good friend Shamal Vala Valabji. And I'm that's the last time I'm going to say his last name, but it's, it's Shamal. He's an author of a kick-ass book. Uh, breathe, believe the a guide to self discovery and healing. And if you wait to the end, I'm going to have a book giveaway. And, and Shamal is overseas, but I'm going to see if there's a way I can get his John Hancock on the book so I can mail it out to the lucky listener. But Shamal is a sports scientist with a double master's in clinical and organizational psychology. He's worked in the capacity of a high performance coach to elite athletes, sports teams, and executives for more than two decades. Shamal's work in peak performance and flow states blends evidence-based sports science, behavioral psychology, ancestral wisdom. The guy is super smart, but he's also super laid back, super personable, fantastic communicator. It's what I strive to be every day is the man that I'm interviewing right now. Shamal, welcome Time to Shine Today podcast. And if you don't mind, introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today podcast squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? My favorite color is blue. It reminds me of the sky. It reminds me of the ocean. And it brings that sense of calm that we all need to remember and bring to the forefront of our mind in every single situation. So for me, yeah, so blue is uh, calm. But Scotty, thank you so much for having me on Time to Shine. I'm really, really excited to be here. This is awesome. As well. Uh, I'm a sports scientist. I'm a psychologist. I'm the person who sort of helps athletes shatter the glass ceiling psychologically, (laughs) physiologically, and I've been doing this for 20 years. So I'm hoping that over the next 20 odd minutes, we get to peel away the layers of some of the secrets that I've got. Uh, I can learn something from you guys. You can learn from me and we can come together and support each other in this journey of growth. Awesome. So what did your family think then about your, your choice to kind of go into what you're doing right now with the origins of this? So it's difficult. And I mean, you started with a really sensitive subject because I'm South African and I grew up in South Africa during the apartheid. So I asked this. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it was a time when my family were Indians didn't really know how to support anyone. The apartheid was institutionalized segregation of people of color. And I know in America, that subject is rife and in the front of everyone's yeah. awareness all of the time. You're battling social justice uh, movements, black empowerment movement every day. And that's the ecosystem I grew up in. My parents didn't know how to support me. That's the long and short of it. They didn't know what to do financially, psycho- psychologically. They were, It was way out of their comfort zone to even 
contemplate what to do, which was what made that journey even more difficult for me because they were always trying to veer me towards status quo, what they knew. I was trying to listen to my heart and go with my passion and go with what I love. And in taking the decision of going my way, I isolated them and I isolated myself from them. So it was a very, very dark time, a very difficult time. It taught me to stand on my own feet. The apartheid and I have a very beautiful relationship. For the first 10 years of my life, it caused me so much of pain. It was not even funny. I changed my career multiple times because I was unable to grapple with the pain of the apartheid. But it's after 20 years that I realized that it also instilled in me a work ethic that's second to none. And I think every person of color anywhere in the world knows this. No matter what job you're in, whether you're in finance, whether you're in banking, whether you're in sport, whether you're in education, you seem to have to do just a little bit more to show up and get the same opportunity. Love it. And that's the work ethic that I'm talking about that discrimination does. It, I'm, I'm so happy that you brought it up in such a, a tender way that you did it because it's a lot that's going across not only our country, but other countries. It's really not brought to the forefront. What do you think well, makes a great coach in your line of performance and in, in psychology? I think the fundamental thing of a great coach is the first thing is obviously he needs to be competent in what he's doing. So let's leave that aside. But second thing is he needs to instill a level of comfort in the athlete or in the recipient or in the mentee or whoever it is. There has to be a level of comfort in there. The coach has to instill confidence in you. If the coach doesn't make sure that you can rise up to the challenge and take on what you're trying to do, then he's in the wrong job. You don't need to be working with that person. Right. Okay. So comfort is there. Competence is there. Uh, you're looking at there needs to be a level of consistency in that messaging that's coming through. You need to build trust. Fundamentally, the coach-athlete relationship is based on a foundation of trust. And the reason I say this is because, Scott, every single day of my life, I've got to do one thing. I've got to take my athlete right up to a point where his self-confidence is so high, it's bordering on arrogance. The reason we got to do that is because if you don't have that level of self-confidence, you can't go and win something where the margin of error is one hundredth of a second. But straight after you're done there, you got to come right down to the ground because humility is the foundation of learning. You've got to say to yourself, that's done. How do I wipe the board clean and how do I learn right now? So the coach's job is to understand how to manipulate your energies in such a way that you show up in the best way possible when you need to, and you park the ego aside and you learn from whoever you have to when you need to. That is the relationship of a coach, to be able to do that. It's the coach-athlete relationship is the best way to describe it is that it's a dance. In a dance, both people are giving and both people are taking. And you need to feel it. Love it. There's no set formula. So the coach relationship is a dance of trust. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So slumps are huge in, in sports and whatnot. And I'm blessed enough to, to um, be able to coach a couple major league baseball players, whatnot. I'm, I'm curious how, how in my, that there's blind spots found in the slumps. 
Okay. How do you approach the athlete when they are going through a slump? Well, this is an interesting thing. Every single person has to have certain elements of their repertoire that are consistent, things that they can fall back on. These are called your bankers, things that you know in your sleep, in depression, anytime you are asked to do it, you can do it. When you hit a slump, that's what you fall back on. You fall back on your bankers. Slumps is the time for minimal experimentation because experimentation brings uncertainty. It brings panic. It can upset you. So when athletes are going to the slump, the first thing we do is we go through our bank of data, our bank of records. We say, okay, what is it that we can fall back on? What is it that has given us success previously? Let us now flex that muscle of consistency in that element. Let's get that that wheel of success going. Let's get that wheel of confidence going before we try anything. There's a beautiful piece of research called the sigmoid curve, which applies to military and it also applies very, very strongly to sport. The sigmoid curve says that every single skill that you have has a shelf life, okay? That means that it's gonna last a specific point of time. And you're gonna have to tweak that skill at some point to increase that shelf life in some shape and form. So what athletes do is we tweak our skill, not when we're losing, but we tweak it when we're winning. Mm. Because the gap between one and two is greatest when you're winning, not when you're losing. So what do you do as a takeaway for all the listeners? What do you do? experiment most when you have the confidence to try new things when you're winning. And if you're hitting in a, if you're hitting a slump, that is a time you need to be super diligent on the key skills that are banking, that your bankers, your mastery elements. And more important than that, when you're in a slump, you need to be clinical with the people you spend your time with. You need to carve away everyone and surround yourself with people that are going to reinforce those skills, reinforce your mindset to help you to sort of propel yourself out of that. When you're in a slump, the mindset of getting out of that is the most important thing. Most people make the mistake of experimenting and fishing for ideas, going from one teacher to another, trying out different things. That is a recipe for disaster. Yes. I 100% go back kind of to your basics, your foundation, what got you there while you're slumping. And I love, you know, it's something I'd really never thought about. It's terrible that I haven't, but you make your tweaks and you kind of, you, you do it at when you're at the top of the game, like the baseball players, when that ball's coming in or even cricket in your example, your, if your lifestyle, um, the, when the ball looks like a beach ball, when they're just hitting everything, right, and doing what they want with it, then they can make the tweaks. I love that. I just learned that's a huge knowledge nugget you just dropped, brother. And I really appreciate you saying that. So you have strengths in your game, you know, Shamo. What, how much, how, to what extent do you appreciate your strengths? I appreciate my strengths f- phenomenally. I'm acutely aware of it. And my strengths also highlight my vulnerabilities and it allows me to show up from a vulnerable state. So for example, one of my key strengths is I can understand the signals of performance. I'm great with data. Mm. What I'm not great with is the management of the entire system around that. So I lead with my vulnerability. I tell people, listen, right, I can bring X to the table, but I can't deliver with Y. 
I'm right. going to fall short in this area. So how can you help me in this so that we can both be successful? And I think when you are acutely aware of what you can deliver, right? You are, and you're able to lead with vulnerability, that vulnerability is no more a sign of weakness. That vulnerability becomes a sign of strength as well. Why? Because it's hedged on the confidence of what you're able to deliver. That goes right back to your humility statement too. You know, what you had said about being humility, humble is when you can actually pick up the next step or especially if you're kind of going down a bad rabbit hole (laughs) hey scott let me give you this is a beautiful piece of literature from uh an an indian scripture called the bhagavad gita oh yeah i know (laughs) our listeners can go and check it out chapter 18 verse 14 the bhagavad gita for everyone listening i'm going to give you a very 30 second synopsis it's a conversation between god lord krishna and arjuna just before battle takes place Mm -hmm. in 700 it's 700 verses and he explains the essence of life but chapter 18 verse 14 he gives people a beautiful nugget he says there are five reasons why someone will be successful you will have to be the right person for the job okay that's non-negotiable the second thing is the right person has to be in the right place to execute that skill. The third reason is the right person has to be in the right place, but he has to have available to him the right tools and instruments to do his job, okay? The fourth thing is that the right person has to be in the right place with the right tools, but he has to put in the right amount of effort because you could be the best person in the best place with the best equipment, but if you're not prepared to work hard, success will not happen. So. God is telling Arjuna, these are four things that are in your control. And he says, there's a fifth thing that people ignore, and that's destiny. That's luck. That is all of that invisible energy that you did nothing about that helped that opportunity manifest. Someone noticed you who you didn't even know noticed you. Someone dropped a piece of wisdom, a piece of Instagram content came into your purview, which all of a sudden dropped a pearl of wisdom. Now, The fifth element is destiny. Now, why is he saying this to him? He tells him, what is humility? We use this word so strongly. Humility is the ability of a person to recognize the fifth variable in their success. Wow. Ego ego is an inability to recognize the fifth variable in your success. So if you think you got a big ego, the reason why you have a big ego is because all you're doing is you're thinking, I'm the right person. I'm working really hard. I've got the great tools. I, 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 I. And you're unable to see that in all of those eyes, some invisible magic was at play that brought it all together. And squad, go back to January 6th. Go to uh, to Shamo's Facebook uh, fan page, which will be in the show notes. He What he's talked about right now it says that when it was only when I stripped away the need to show up and brace, allow the world to bear vulnerable state that this information finally become wisdom. And that is just exactly what he said. So this is a guy that walks the walk, talks the talk, and does it all in, in tune. That, that's right now, those knowledge nuggets you just dropped. I hope you took some freaking notes because that was just pure, pure hustle muscle right there. That's fantastic. So, Shamal, let me ask you something. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Yes. Okay, let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly, man. Let's let's go back to Double Deuce, 22-year-old Shamal, okay? What kind of knowledge nuggets, we call him here, what kind of knowledge nuggets were you dropping on the 22-year-old 
Shamal, that maybe will help him level up, break through, or shorten that learning curve just a little bit? Yeah. The first and most important nugget, and, I, and I'm sorry that I'm going to speak from the lens of a person of color. Sure. The one thing that I struggled with my whole life, Scotty, was that because I came from a background of discrimination and disadvantage, I always felt that I wasn't good enough and I had to do more. I always felt I had to have another degree, I had to have another hour of experience, I had to find another mentor, I had to never do anything. And the truth is that all of the knowledge that you need, everything you need is already with you, right? You can learn on the job. There's nothing wrong with growing and learning as it is. And I self-sabotage my own growth for a decade by thinking I wasn't good enough and I needed to do more to show up. The first thing I would tell my 22-year-old self is that, yes, you will learn every single day of your life, but you're good enough to start right now. Yes. Right? Change the self-talk. I tell people every day, you are where you are because of the self-talk you tell yourself. Yes. Whether you are flying or whether you are stuck, it comes yeah. down to the words you use yes. every single day Thank to yourself. Thank you. Because you know what? You're never going to succeed 100% of the time. You know, positive thinking doesn't work 100% of the time. But what does work 100% of the time is negative thinking, period. And so when you have that self-talk that's there, that, that's amazing. And it's funny you read that because I'm rereading Chad Helmstetter's What You Say When You Talk To Yourself, but literally right now. I read it at the beginning of every year. Um, it was written in 1982, but it's just, again, it works up the self-talk. What I said, thank you for saying that, brother. So, Shama, how do you want your dash remember that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date on a tombstone, if you will. How do you want that little dash remember? I, I would love my dash to be remembered as someone who showed up with kindness and compassion, someone who gave off 100% and someone who never forgot the people behind him every step he took forward. That's what I would ah, like my dash to dude. And you're going to slide across home plate, literally bumped and bruised. But you're going to be taking a whole squad of people that really helps you level up, yeah. man. That That's awesome. Yeah. So what do you think people misunderstand the most about Shama? I think the thing they misunderstand is that because I'm a performance coach, I tend to, tend to be sometimes a little hard in my approach. I tend to be very data-driven and very this thing. But... And the element, my journey for 22 is to bring the softness more to the front and lead with the heart, not with the head. My journey for the last 10 years has been rationalizing everything. And I read a beautiful quote by the American Indians that said the longest journey a person will embark on is the journey from the head to the heart. Yes. So, Scotty, that's where I am right now. I am hoping to wipe slate the clean off the old Shamal and be the new Shamal that teaches performance from the heart. Right. Teaches performance that's soft, performance that's kind, performance that's filled with love, and not necessarily performance that needs chop everyone at the knees to get ahead, stand on someone else's shoulders, don't sacrifice family, don't you don't have to hustle 24 7. There's right. a level of contentment that comes with love and kindness. And that's the performance coach I want to be. That's the journey that I'm on right now. Wow. Level of competitive contentment that comes with loving kindness that's i'm writing that down that because i am that guy i'm people send to me for high performance and i'm the rah rah and i'm really am looking so i'll be 50 in february and i'm really really looking as for the second half of my life 
to have more of that, to have be able to talk to any client. Because I, I would always say I made there's a there's a right horse for every course with clients, right? And if it didn't work for me with Time to Shine today, I did 300 interviews with coaches that I could pass them on. But you know what? I want to challenge myself now that you just said that to, to work you know, with that contentment, love and kindness. Thank you for bringing that up, man. You're really touching the heart today. Thank you so much. So, Shamal, what keeps you up at night? The last uh, few nights or the last couple of months, the thing that's been keeping me up is my state of mental being, you know. Uh, but that, and, and I've been really vulnerable here, you know, my avatar of a performance coach always led, I always led from that thinking I need to show up in a certain way. Every time I was facing grief, I parked my grief aside and I tried to show up for everyone else. And I struggled to find the balance between owning my own grief and showing up for someone else. Now I even wrote a book on balance, but now I'm trying to live balance. I'm trying to honor every emotion I feel, but still honor and respect how I show up for everyone else. The thing that's keeping me up at night is understanding how to honor every single thing that's core to me, how to bring it to the forefront and still be the person that shows up in the way that the world receives it. Because I think the world is so marketing and PR orientated that we force ourselves to push forward an avatar that we think the world needs and the world reciprocates with. And now for me, the thing that's keeping me up at mind is the reconditioning of my mind to teach the world that, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, look for the strength in everything. Look for the strength in softness. You know, it's it's the drop of water over time that will erode an entire rock. Right. But one drop is soft. But it's the consistency of softness that breaks everything. And that's what I'm trying to bring forward. The thing that's keeping me up at mind is how can I be consistently soft enough so that one day I'm able to shatter the rock hard beliefs that are taking people in the wrong direction. Wow. That, that's, that, 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 you were getting really deep this year. It seems like you might have went through a lot of growth. In the past year, even though you've been doing this for 20, 25 years. That's fantastic. So let's take out of this equation any laptop, anything electronical. What are three things that Shamal can't live without? I, I can't live without my breath work in the morning. It's my stillness. I can't live without my chanting. And my meditation practice of just, you know, mantra chanting, because these are mantras that are passed down through my gurus. So that's very, very easy. And the thing that I cannot live with is right now, I cannot live with um, with connections or a, a, a disrupted relationship with family. Love you know, it. I invest energy every single day. I speak to my parents every day. I speak to my brothers every day. And because I keep telling someone, you know, Scotty, I'll tell you this. I work with some big CEOs and big athletes. And I tell people the first thing I coach, when people come to me as a performance coach. I don't even look at your body. I don't even look at your mindset. I don't know. I look at your family relationships. I said, because my job is to make you the number one in the world. And when you get to number one in the world and you're standing on a stage with 100,000 people looking at you, at the back of your mind, you don't want to be thinking that I disregarded my own family to get here. 
Wow. Right. That will eat you up alive. So the first yeah, thing we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to heal your family. We're going to make sure that you make every effort to do it. And if it's not reciprocated, that's fine, but it should not stop with you. Right. Wow. Family is vitally important in how you show up. And, and that's something I invest a lot of energy in. And these are things that I don't want to ever lose. And I'm really sharing that vulnerability uh, with the squad. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. We are back with my awesome sauce friend, coach, author, speaker, high performance coach, Shamal here. And Shamal, we are going to take you through our leveling up lightning round. You and I literally could talk two hours in each one of these questions, but <laughs> but you have five seconds to answer. Okay. Okay. So like eight, nine, ten. I actually threw a couple more in for you, but we got just eight or nine, ten, ten questions and just answer them. They all can be answered that quick, but with no explanations. You ready to rock? Ready, go. Let's All right, it. let's level up. What's the best leveling up advice Shamal's ever received? Express gratitude at all times. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Sleeping on time every single day. There you go. Love it. That's something I'm working on as well. So you see me, man. You're like, Fergie, man, he looks like he's in his doldrums, man. He's walking, he's slumped, he's just not there. Other than your book, what book would you hand me? uh seven habits of highly effective people covey love it love it love it love it what's your most commonly used emoji when you text hot i love it any nicknames growing up veg veg really veg for vegetarian (laughs) i love it love it did you make any new year's resolutions no resolutions this year uh yeah best compliment you ever received um you always show up with kindness yes that's true from what i know you now chess or checkers checkers love it and thank you i thought you were gonna say chess for sure but i'm a checkers guy too what's your favorite charity and organization like to give your time or money to uh i'm with iscon so uh food for life where we uh offer food to people underprivileged get that we serve more than more than a million plates a day Love that. Thank you for doing that. And Donnie, get that in the show notes, please. Thank you. Awesome. Last question. You can elaborate on this one, Shama. But what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? I'm going to have to say 80s. How old are you? Do you mind me asking? I'm 42. Okay. So we're in the same genre. All right. So let me ask ask you this. Could, if you could go back and be physically don't lie to me on this one my friend if you can be physically one age for the rest of your life keep the wisdom you garnered and continue to gain wisdom what age would you stay physically right now i, I would pick the current age that i am okay 42 is a good age i, I say i say 34 35 you know yeah. just because i could get out of bed and be you know because i'm on my ashtanga mat you know four mornings a yeah. week I, I do what i need to do but it just was a lot easier to do it. Then. You know, if I knew I could just be, keep going. I love it. I love it. So how can we find you brother? Hey, you can find me on Instagram at Shamal S H A Y A M A L. And then they're all links to everything there. I've got a, you can subscribe to a lovely newsletter that I put out every single Thursday where I give you a story from sport with a lesson that you can learn from it, a digital toolkit and a journal prompt, which I'm using at, for that week. So I'll break it down. Then obviously I have a few videos on YouTube 
and uh, Twitter. Just a few. All, all t- <laughs> just, yeah. So you can you can you can catch me on pretty much any social media platform, and I respond to most uh, messages. So yeah, Excellent. but be kind. Everyone should be kind. I yes. ignore all negativity. Yes, I love that. And yes, be kind, people, when you're in the threads. And so he wrote a book called Breathe Believe, A Guide to Self-Discovery and Healing. It looks like it came back during the lockdowns during COVID and whatnot. It's a great book to bring out then. Thank you for doing that, Shamla. I have not squatted. Usually I read the books before, but like a dumb-dumb, I didn't on this one. Um, but I am going to buy it today and get it read. And we're going to do a giveaway. Um and if you put in any of the social comments, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, anywhere, breath is life. I'm going to figure out a way. Just put breath is life. I'm going to, fi- we'll, we'll find a way for, for Shamal to uh, autograph it to you and we'll get it mailed out. I'll purchase the book. If Shamal, you can just find a way to get postage on it, mail it out. That would be awesome, man. Hey, Scotty, we can do one thing. Uh, I will, you'll get me an address and I'll send three copies signed from my side, which you'll oh. give away to, to guys. Thank you, man. So th- yeah, you know, so there are three signed copies coming from my side, and that doesn't include your copy, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, a signed copy for you. So yeah, so get me an address, and uh, to the listeners, three people who comment in whatever shape and form that you want to, we'll get. Sure. It. Thank so. you so much, man. I'm super grateful for that. And Shama, can you do me a favor? Because I kept you a little long here, but can you please leave us with one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action on? Yeah. Uh, there's something called the Bannister effect in sport, which I always talk about. The Bannister effect was when Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, I think in 1964. Two months after that, it was broken again. So my advice to everyone is no matter what you want in life, look for one person who's already done it because there's a good chance someone's already done it. And when you look at them, be grateful for them because they've shown you that it can be done. Right? Let their achievement inspire you let it bring gratitude into your life and let you know that whatever you want to do is not impossible it's been done and you are going to be one of many people are going to get there i love that you say that because i guarantee sometime on earth whether it was back in the greek olympics or some other time someone blew away a four minute mile you know what i'm saying it's like it probably happened just was never documented once it was documented, that mindset just goes, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And be grateful for the people that attain, because a lot of people will become haters in a sense for somebody to accomplish something instead of being grateful for it. I mean, there's people that I, I compete with in my business. And, I, and once I started being grateful for them, it was it, man. I, my, I, my whole life leveled up. And thank you, know, thank you for putting that out there. And squad, we literally, literally just got a free coaching class from my good friend Shamal here, who, you know, he, he believes a good coach should be competent and stills a level of comfort with his clients and competence and consistency with his message. You know, humility is the foundation of learning, he says. When you're in a slump, no matter if you're, you know, a five-star recruit or a sports star, go back to your bankers. You know, minimize the experimentation. Flex your banker's muscle, something you brought up in your roots. Surround your people, surround yourself with people that will help reinforce your banker skills. And then he got into Bhagavad Gita. I know I said that wrong, but I've read it. I've I've delved into it. But he he gave us five really things that stood out. You had to be the right person in the right place, available with the right tools, with the right effort. And the fifth is kind of like a wild card, but it's destiny and luck. And he went back to humility, he said, is the ability to recognize that fifth value. So get into that, read it, and remember that knowledge is with you. And if it's not 
If you don't feel like you know something, like my good friend Leah Woodford passed on to me, get your asking gear. If you don't know something, ask somebody because there's someone out there from the banister effect that has done it before, something you never thought could happen. Be grateful for those people that have done something for you. And if you have a chance, if they're not, if they're still breathing air on this earth, then you can reach out to them one way or another and find the answer. If not, reach out to Time to Shine today and we'll put you with the right person to help you find the answer. And my best thing is my really good friend Shamal showed up with kindness, compassion. He led with his heart and not his head. And it's just fantastic. I'm blessed beyond all, all gratification right now. And Shamal, thank you so much for coming on. I love your guts. You level up your health. You level up your wealth. You just totally took us to a next level today. Thank you so much. I can't wait to work with you on something in the future. Thank you so much, Scotty. Thanks to all the listeners on Time to Shine and sending you lots of love for 2022. Excellent. Chat soon, my friend. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.